So I have a joke for you. And actually one of my clients sent this to me. So, um, and it's, I guess it's kind of, um, it is a joke, but it was an episode of all in the family and I'm dating myself. Now I do remember all in the family, um, as a child, but I really didn't, I, I was too young to kind of understand all in the family, but one of my clients sent in um, uh, an email to me saying, hey, remember it was an episode where Archie, which was, I um, I think, the main character of All in the Family, was in tax trouble because he didn't report income from his side gig. So Archie had a side hustle. Even back in the day, people had side hustles. So Archie was driving a taxi cab. So... Archie said to his wife, Edith, that the um, that the side hustle income was not income for tax purposes. He said um, because he drove the taxi cab on a Sunday, he said, and I quote, it was money I earned by working on Sundays. What a man does on his Sabbath is between him and his maker. So Archie goes, oh, in quotes, by the way. So Archie goes to the IRS and he goes to talk to the IRS about his underreporting of this side hustle. And he tries to bribe his way out of the problem. Well, Archie ends up digging a deeper hole. The IRS ends up auditing Archie for another three years. So that's a great segue into our topic of today. Do you owe the IRS what they say that you owe them? So I had this client, um, the earlier part of last year that came to me and they got a bill from the IRS and the IRS said that they owed something like, um, I think it was about $26,000. And the taxpayer said, I don't owe this money. I reported all of my income and I paid all of my taxes. So we looked at the letter and noticed that the IRS said, you did not report $90,000. Um, so he received what was called an underreporter letter. And that letter stated that the taxpayer did not report $90,000 in income. So he engaged me to do the research. And after a little while, we ended up contacting the source. I was able to get the source of the $90,000. Um, the source just means where the IRS said that this $90,000 came from. After we dived in, did the research, the client did not receive $90,000 from this particular customer that they had. They only received $9,000. So that's a huge difference. A $90,000 
taxable income versus a $9,000 taxable income. But the IRS didn't get it right. So we had to resolve that issue in a different type way. We had to prove to the IRS that they were wrong and that my client was right. And that took a little bit of time, but we got things resolved. So just keep in mind, just because you receive a letter from the IRS, it it doesn't mean that that letter is the truth. You want to make sure and get proof that the IRS is correct. So after we resolved that issue, of course, there were penalties and interest associated with the client not paying the tax bill on time that the IRS said that they owed, as well as not filing that dollar amount. Anytime you significantly understate your income in any given year, you get a huge penalty. Okay, so that's big. So we had to fight the penalty. Uh, We had to uh, fight the penalties and interest as well as the tax debt itself. But it all worked out. It took a little bit of time, as things always do with the IRS. So just keep in mind, even though you get those letters, they come quickly, but the resolution may not always come quickly. We were able to straighten it out with a couple of forms and um, a lot of patience, if you will. So I have another example, and this is a very, very common case. Um, So I'll probably merge some, some experiences together here. When you have a married couple that files a married filing joint return and that married couple owe money for whatever tax year, the tax responsibility is the responsibility of both husband and wife. Okay. So the IRS calls this a joint and several lot uh, responsibility meaning they if let's say for example a couple owes thirty thousand dollars for a tax year that couple owes that thirty thousand dollars as a couple and that couple owes that thirty thousand dollars separately as individuals should the couples decide to divorce, that $30,000 that's owed, if they haven't paid it back yet, is the responsibility of both of the taxpayers. Now, I have seen cases where one spouse was not as forthcoming with the amount of income that they made within a year's time. And I've seen this Many, many times. And now come tax time, they file a joint return and one spouse is quite surprised by the amount of income that the other spouse has made. 
And the one spouse that is surprised is like, well, I don't understand where where did this money go? Because you didn't bring it in the house. I was paying all the bills. You always said you never had any money. So where did this money go? Now, I have seen cases where money has been made by one spouse, did not come into the house whole, but this money was spent on a business venture that they didn't want the spouse to know about. I know of one case um, (laughs) where a spouse was funding an, an extramarital affair. I've seen um, another case where a spouse was funding a child, well, which is kind of like the extramarital affair, but I've seen it where one spouse was um, paying for another person, another, um, yeah, an affair that they were having. But then I've seen where a spouse didn't know about a child and the spouse was bringing in money, actually making good money um, on a doing a side hustle. And the other spouse hadn't a clue because the money wasn't coming into the household. The spouse that was earning the money was paying child support. So I've, I've seen some things when it comes to um, marital assets and uh, marital income and one spouse not knowing what the other spouse has actually made. So in these instances, the spouse that did not know about the income, the extra income, and did not benefit or profit from that income, you might have a good argument with the IRS to file for what's called an innocent spouse relief. The IRS doesn't always get it right, and that's what we've been talking about for the most part today. I have also seen cases we talked about where um, the IRS reported or the IRS said that the taxpayer received $90,000, but the taxpayer only received $9,000, and that was in the form of a 1099. I've also seen where the IRS will count W-2 income twice. Sometimes they'll count it twice. Um, For example, I had one client where the IRS um, counted their W-2 income twice, but it wasn't, technically it wasn't the IRS's fault. The employer of my client submitted two separate W-2s for the whole company. Luckily, it was a small company. It was it was under 50 employees, which the company actually reached out to me asking me, well, what should we do? Which was interesting. But the company issued incorrect W-2s. There was something they were missing. I think it was the health insurance um, with the codes on the W-2, that code DD. So they did not include the health insurance amount on 
the original W-2s in response or in their attempt to correct those W-2s, they issued another set of W-2s, but they did not mark the second set of W-2s as a corrected W-2. As a result, the IRS received two W-2s for the same dollar amounts, the same gross wages for all of their employers, I'm sorry, employees. As a result, the IRS started sending out letters to the employees saying, hey, you underreported your income. It was not the IRS's fault. The IRS, remember, all they're doing is picking up information. A lot of things are just automated, computerized. So there was no one at the IRS, no physical person, no live person saying, hey, this doesn't make sense. The only thing that's different is a code in a different box. No one was looking at that. All the IRS did was process the information that was given and they processed it with the computer. As a result, the IRS arrived at a different tax amount than what was reported by all of those employees. So again, determine if you actually owe the money. I have a lot of different examples that I can share with you and go on and on about. But the main thing I want you to know is before you pay any money to the IRS, you need to determine if you actually owe the money. If you cannot come up with the same figures that the IRS has come up with, if you receive a letter from the IRS and those numbers, they just don't add up. Something's not right. I encourage you to seek help from a licensed, experienced tax resolution professional. So just to recap, if you receive a letter, first determine if you owe the money. If you don't owe the money, contest the bill. If you do owe the money, figure out what options you qualify for. <music>